All right, welcome back, all you dummies. It's uh, this week's episode once again. Um, as you can see, I'm out here by myself. Lucas is out on travel, and he's out. Uh, I think he's out in Hawaii right now. But uh, big news on the home front: uh, I had a baby, and uh, really didn't tell anybody, and just kind of kept it to ourselves, kept it close to home. Uh, we're really making a big deal about it because as if uh, if you listen to any of the podcasts and you know that I got a gang of kids and, you know, we just wanted to keep this one for us. I mean, we did the, did a bunch of things for the other one. So this one, we kind of just uh, played it close, close to home and let people know uh, once the baby was born. But yeah, I had another baby boy. Uh, biggest one my wife's had it was 8.8 uh, pounds and 21 inches long. So She's doing real good and baby's doing real good. So, uh, you know, appreciate all the love and outreach for the people I know and support for everything like that. Um, but this week's solo episode, we're going to get into torture. And if you listen to last week's episode, me and Lucas kind of dove into some of the torture aspects that we would like to do, I guess you could say. Or things that uh, would interest us in doing just so that we could say that we had the experience. But um, yeah, I kind of wanted to dive into more of what it means to be tortured. Not really what it means, but just like ancient medieval type torture things. Mostly just because it interested me and I didn't really know that much about it. So I mean, it's just one more thing that I can put into the, the repertoire of of knowledge and uh so i'm gonna do this uh screen share thing on the zoom and um hopefully this won't get taken down off of spotify but yeah so i got this from uh the coolest.com i just googled uh, ancient medieval torture methods and this one seemed the most interesting to me uh, it had some some funny annex to it, and it pretty much gave the most information on what I thought would be enjoyable for y'all to listen to. So we're going to talk about these, and I'll give you um, I'll give you a one to ten on whether or not I would uh, try it out. So we'll we'll start off uh, start off here. So the pair of anguish and what they say this is. So the pair of anguish uh, was a simple torture device that was placed inside the orifice of a person and then gradually expanded. The kindest use was in the person's mouth where it ultimately would shatter your skull, causing death. But the more gruesome is when they would go down to the nether regions and insert it into there. But they say that the lower half of the body, it was rarely fatal, but it was very excruciating. And if you look at the picture of this thing, man, like definitely would not want that in my mouth or in my butt. So I'm going to go. I, I wouldn't want to try that out. Not not even in the least like that's <sighs> scale of one to ten. That's a zero, like straight up. And the common theme with these, I don't know what it is about the, the medieval people, but they had a lot of things where their torture method was to put things in your butt. So um, just get ready for that. Just 
you know, throwing that out there. If you're not a fan of any of that type of stuff, then this episode's probably not for you. But so next up, we got Judas Cradle. Another thing. Uh, it's the first of many fixtures on the list of medieval torture devices that shows the fascination of ancient torturers with people's nether regions. Uh, it's known as a, the Judas Cradle or the Judas Chair. It's a massive pyramid. And by the looks of it, it looked pretty uh, pretty significant in size. And it would be inserted into the anus or the vagina of the victim. And it would be lowered onto it, stretching them out grotesquely, probably until it split them in half. And that's another um, zero in my book. Like, there's no way that I would volunteer for that one. That's um, not that good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anybody who would be into that. So it's it's very hard for me to reckon that would be good for anybody. Um, next up, we have the Iron Maiden, and that's that's the one that I chose only because Lucas told me that in theory it didn't work, mostly because what I thought they couldn't raise or lower or insert any further into the the spikes or whatever was inside of it. So I figured it wouldn't hurt that bad, but it says that it's not just a rock band, pun intended. Um, it was truly a stuff of nightmares. It was an enclosed structure lined with spikes that would entirely surround a person. They would be left inside for an indeterminable amount of time, unable to do anything but stand, lest they be pierced by the metal protrusions. You can guess, yeah, so I mean, I could see like standing upright, but I feel like if you lower your body, like they're not razor sharp, I don't think. But I mean, if you just lower your body gently onto them, you might be able to get some type of reprieve. But I mean, eventually, like you would just have to put your full weight on there. Um, but that's the one that I picked. That so I mean, I would do that. I would so I would still do that. I'd give that one a ten. I'd give a go at it and see how long I could hold out before I actually got pierced by these metal spikes. And then you have the Spanish donkey which is another one uh, similar to the Judas Cradle. The Spanish donkey is a triangular board that a person is forced to straddle, putting their full weight right on their crotch, and then weights are added to the feet until it splits them right up the middle. Like, that's that's just inhumane. That's, like, like, they really did have a fascination with putting stuff up people's butts. Like, there is something going on something going on there and then we have the rack and that's one that i thought that i could do just because it's a easily most famous medieval torture device the rack is used to stretch heretics by pulling their ankles and wrists and in theory they were they were ripped in half while the torturers made a, a, a wish uh usually this macabre torture rack just ended up pulling limbs out of sockets leaving victims to contemplate their sins, whether real or imagined. And now, depending on how fast that they went, I feel like, I mean, I'm pretty sure by what they're saying is that they ripped the limbs out of the sockets, so they're not going slow on this. But, you know, I feel like it probably wouldn't be as bad as it sounds, even though it was the most famous, probably just because they used it so much and it was just easy to use. I don't know though. I give this one a a three, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it, but I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. 
Then you have the Spanish tickler, like some dagger-like claws or something. And, uh, you know, the one thing I liked about the coolest is that they tried to make it a little bit funny. But it says not to be confused with the French tickler that we all got tucked into the bottom of our sock drawer for anniversaries. Uh, this set of claws is meant to dig into the skin and penetrate down to the bone. Then it is yanked away, pulling flesh and muscle with great chunks. Obviously, medieval torture methods didn't have an overly elaborate way to be effective. But, I mean, I guess it would just be, I guess they got the idea from tiger or lion or bear or something that has claws and just ripping huge chunks of skin away off your body. But there's got to be, like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that would be considered torture, though. Unless they just did it like once or twice, like, like the whipping, like you just got, like you got hit with the French tickler or the Spanish tickler a couple of times and they sent you on your way after you repented for your sins. And then we have the iron chair. Uh, it's a simpler but effective medieval punishments. The iron torture chair pierced a person's body at every point of contact. These points would go in deep enough to break the skin, but not far enough to to damage any vital organs or major arter arteries. Uh, persons wouldn't even bleed very much since the chair would plug the wounds into the... Oh, damn. So, I mean, it sounds like they were super sharp. Looks like you got strapped strapped down pretty tight and had your legs pushed in and your thighs. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know about that one. No. Oh. Spanish Chickler, I'd give a... Uh, I'd give it one, two. I mean, it doesn't sound like it would kill you, but that still doesn't sound fun. Iron chair. Uh, that's a good one. Like, I feel like the even weight distribution that you would have, but I mean, the wood blocks seem like they would push your skin and flesh into them pretty good. So, I don't know. The collar. That one just looks like something out of a Saw movie. It says one of the most, uh, one of the more cruel and unusual punishment examples, examples. The collar was meant to hold the neck in a single position. It was tightened just enough to be uncomfortable. The real, real torture came days without being able to lay down. Yeah. <clears throat> like either die of starvation or just lay down and pierce your jugular. I guess. Ugh. You know, I'm gonna have to give that one a man. A lot of these are gonna be one for me. Like, like there's some that you like wouldn't mind doing, but none of these look real fun. So then you have the tub. The simple biology was the greatest enemy of the tub's victims. The person was bound hand and foot so they could not escape. Then their face was smeared with honey, and flies and other biting insects would be drawn to the person where they could eat honey and crawl into the opening in the face. The prisoners torture in this way. They were force-fed food and water to keep them alive. As time went on, the person would be left in their own bodily waste where maggots would be laid that would eat the person's body as they decayed, still alive. Like, <laughs> that does sound terrible. Like, just get stung by bees, bit by insects, and then as you defecate on yourself, maggots start to eat you while you're still alive and dying and decaying from the outside in.
My good night. And I think this is the one that Lucas was talking about, the coffin. And it's not the coffin that you're thinking about. It's uh, like a hanging coffin. And the, the coffin torture saw birds peck away at the victim and passersbys, passerby, passerbys, I don't know, could beat them or threw, th- threw things at them as they saw fit. So, I mean, you're really at the whim of the, the public here on this one and whether or not the birds are out to come and eat you or how hungry they are or what's in what's in what they're actually eating but man oh man like you're just up there hanging out just dying people hitting you birds coming and trying to eat your eyeballs Mm. I i feel like you could survive that though like maybe you could catch a bird and eat it Or like, I don't know if you, but I mean, hopefully they would throw some good stuff at you. Who knows? I don't know. And then um, the, the pillory, it says there's several variations of this medieval pillory of which the stocks is one. Uh, the person is put into a wooden frame that binds their head and hands and left, left to be the mercy of anyone who uh, wants to abuse him which often included everyone in town who wasn't working. So pretty much everybody, but I mean, you're just head and arms are in there. I don't know where the head that's, this looks like hand and arms, but I mean, if you get a head and a hand holes, I mean, you're bad for business. I feel like you could survive that. That would, that would be like a five for me. Like if I wasn't a bad person, I was just in there. Maybe nobody would do nothing. And then you have the brazen bull big old thing so it's a brutal method of slow cooking a hollow iron bull would be cast with a special gate on the side victims were placed inside while fire was lit beneath the belly the vent at the nose allowed the person to breathe but also amplified their screams to sound like a bull's bellow so i mean this one you're definitely dying so this is a zero uh and it's probably the worst way to go because you're cooking cook you're, i mean you're getting cooked like there's no way no no if ands or buts about it like you're you're gonna pass away on that one then you got the strapadado. I think they really went on the name on this one. Uh, it's a simple cord. The strapadado would be tied around the victim's wrist behind their back, and then they would be dropped, yanking severely on the sockets of the shoulders, the forward leaning of the body, and then dislocated shoulders, restricted breathing for added discomfort. Mm. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that either. Then you got the crocodile shears. Uh, it's a simple set of pinchers. The shears would be heated up red hot and then used to pull a person apart piece by piece, relying as much on the torturous savagery as the device itself. So I guess they would get the teeth real hot, clamp onto you, and then just start ripping away at you. Mm. Yeah, no, that's going to be a hard pass for me there, bub. Then this one I found interesting, the lead sprinkler. Um a small ball on a handle of sprinklers, one particularly nasty torture tools of yore. I'd be filled with molten lead or boiling oil and then used to dribble the searing liquid onto a person's body. Usually this torture ended whenever the torturer felt like pouring molten silver into the victim's eyes and then killing them. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all are some messed up people. Like, there's... Like, there's a lot of ways that people could... Like, you could hurt somebody... But like these, like these medieval people had way too much time on their hands. And I think like 
back then too, like they had an executioner or a person that doled out the punishment. So, I mean, I think that was their job is just to come up and make up these things so that they could find entertaining ways to have people repent for their sins. Like it's, and these people are getting out of hand. And then you have the crucifix. Uh, the most famous of Roman execution method, methods, the crucifix remained in use for centuries as a torture device. Individuals can be nailed or bound to it by their hands and feet and left to be pecked at by birds, abused by locals, and suffer the ravages of exposure for days without perishing. Good night. I mean, just hanging up there, like, that would be, that'd be terrible. But I still think you could survive. Like, if you, if you were in the right circumstances, then you would be able to to survive that depending on how long they left you up there for though i mean eventually you're you would die of weakness and hunger and thirst but like there's got to be something else going on too and you have the the brodequin uh which is the smashing and mashing seemed to be in vogue during medieval times and the brodequin is evident of that uh, a set of boards would be fitted around a person's leg and then wedges would be hammered into the gaps, often causing bones to literally burst through sheer pressure. Like, golly bomb, dude. Y'all are on some different stuff back then. <sighs> Sorry. I'm coming to you late night. It's like 1030 at night trying to push this stuff out to y'all to make sure that y'all got something to listen to on your ride and to work tomorrow. You got the shrews fiddle. Looks like your head goes down in the big hole, and then the arms go in the two little tiny holes. And it says an example of the pillory type device. This was mostly used for women who men deemed unworthy of punishment for whatever arbitrary reason. They would be bound by this hideous contraption, which prevented the woman from feeding herself. It also left her defenseless against whatever cruelty passerbys might feel like dishing out. Mm. The tongue tear, terror, an aptly named tongue tortured device. This would be stuffed into the mouth and tightened until it held the tongue firm, then pulled gradually away, yanking the tongue and eat good clinging golly bum. Any clinging meat that decided to go along for the ride out of the person's head. Like, just imagine having your tongue then get clamped down on this thing. Like, fudge that, man. And then the spider. Like, they had some really messed up stuff to do to women back in the day. Like, I don't know what, like, how women got wrong so bad, but they were just abused. And this looking thing, like, this thing is called the spider. And the, the description that they gave of it, it makes no sense why it's called the spider, maybe the shape of it, but the things that they did with it was ridiculous. And this was another device implemented uh, for medieval torture of women exclusively. Uh, the spider would be heated up and shoved into the breast tissue and then pulled away by taking, uh, taking along much of the mammaries with it. Like, they got some mommy issues out there, I tell you what. You got this melee boot. Uh, Looks like two pieces of steel and some wing nuts with a bolt on it. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of variations on boot torture. Um, with all of them intended to cause severe trauma to the lower extremities, 
most often the boot would be a pressure device made of wood or metal, which can be tightened to match the meat of the leg to pull. It often was lined with spike for extra fun uh, and was in any case quite capable of breaking bones like the slower Bordequin. Then like there's like you're walking away with a broken leg for that. Then you got the Pillywinks. Like this one seemed almost neat just because I feel like you could not, you could, you could still get away with living afterwards. Like it didn't seem like it was that bad, but then you start thinking about how much you would actually use your thumbs afterwards. And if they were mashed and you couldn't use them, like, I don't know how you would be able to grip or do anything. Um, especially during the medieval times where you needed a sword or a hammer, if you're a blacksmith or to go plow a field or whatever it may be, but the thumb screw torture uh, was a common name for the pillywinks, which have a susceptive cute title. Uh, these took several forms, including a head crusher, which was likely named by a four-year-old, and then the knee crusher, which he also labeled. Uh, they all do the same thing, twist the plates in a vice, and they crush um, the thing between them. The heretic fork. Uh, it's another piece of neckwear that is intended to be fancied uh, by the church, and these would be placed between the lower jaw and the throat. Lower your head, and it will kill you if you're lucky. The heretic's forts was um, was made as a way of keeping sinners looking up at God. Then you got the ducking stool. Here, people were suspended on a swinging arm out over a river and then dunked repeatedly in the water. And sometimes it would be bound in a bag, which would add for disorientation to the waterboarding type exercise. Like, well, uh, still probably could survive it. I mean, if you could keep your cool throughout that whole evolution, but there's just sometimes I don't think that's going to be able to do. Like, you're just going to be SOL on some of these things. Then we have the breaking wheel. It says medieval torture was something of a misnomer. It was merely a thing that people were strapped to. Here they'd be tied in awkward, awkward poses and then have their limbs smashed with iron cudgels, probably a hammer of some sort. It just looks terrible. Then the scavenger's daughter. Uh, the name is a bit of a mystery, though the inventor was named Schemington which might have something to do with it used to wrap a person in a crouch and then crush them into a tiny ball. The glory days of this were during the reign of Henry the eighth. Mm. But yeah, no, it looks like they had, they did a lot of crushing and mashing back in the medieval days. So yeah, like I'm glad we got away from it. And uh, definitely uh, sparked my curiosity with with that. But, I mean, I don't think that we should bring any of those torture devices back. I mean, if you're, if you're into that BDSM type stuff or whatever you're into, just don't take it too far. I mean, that's all I, that's all I can really say. Like, just make sure you have a safe word and make sure you play nice with your, with your other people. But if you're into that type of thing, I mean, there's – 25 things that you can go and try out tonight if you would like so but yeah hopefully all y'all doing well out there and you know appreciate all the the support and, and everything that y'all are giving us just continue to share like and subscribe with all your friends and family or just random passerbys you know tell them to go take a listen to two dummies podcast 
And um, as always, you can find us on Instagram. The link tree's there. You can find all the links to the Patreon, to the merch, to whatever you whatever you want to watch us do. So appreciate y'all's time and effort and everything that y'all do for us. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week and hopefully we'll be back. All right, see y'all later.